Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, man, that's funny. All right, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you from our Carrier Zone Studio One at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And joining us now, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, the recovering Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. How are you, Jake? I'm doing all right, buddy. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm hanging in there, just uh, trying to heal up a little bit and uh, get back into uh, some degree of motion. Good. I haven't really uh, exercised much. uh, Not back to racquetball yet, huh? No, (laughs) not there yet, but uh, on my way. Good man, good to hear. I thought uh, I thought uh, we had a good show yesterday. It was fun to have you back on the air and uh, sounded good. And we're happy you're well. And one day. Healed, one more yeah, day healed. One more day. One healed. more yeah. day healed. So let's see. What's it been now? Eleven days, something like that. So uh, yeah, trying so to move along. It's good moving yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, it's trying good stuff. To. All right, yeah. we're very we're very busy today, as you know. Gordon joining us at three will be Chris Mannix. Bowler will be with us at four. Jazz media availability sometime after four thirty. So we've got a lot and a lot of basketball in particular. Uh, which you would assume or which you would anticipate because, Gordon, we're two days away from basketball returning. Amazing. Amazing. The real real stuff about to happen. And I did did take in the the last scrimmage uh, that the Jazz had, and we'll talk about that through the show today. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ready to to watch it, uh, watch the games account. And the reason I feel good about that is that I think this bubble thing – is actually working. Unlike other sports, where I have a lot of questions about, the NBA seems to have figured out a way to to make this work. Now, I, I don't want to. Is that like talking about a no hitter, like in the eighth inning? No, I. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything here, but. No, I, I think that there's been enough positivity over the time they've really, you know, you could say the time they've been in Orlando, but, you know, really the time they slowly brought players back to facilities and, and seemed like they, they went through the proper uh, steps to provide this type of environment. So you would hope it would work. And I, I certainly am comfortable with being optimistic given the information we've got thus far. And you, you just hope uh, – it, it continues to to go doubles ping pong free, and everybody's going to be fine. Well, I was reading earlier a story that's uh, on one of the websites, I think it's CBS, 
sports so that the uh, that the Lou Williams gaffe proves that the bubble works. And I don't know whether you agree with that or not, but it sure seems I feel more confident about what the NBA is doing relative to, say, Major League Baseball. What did they mean by the bubble is working because of that gaffe? Well, that uh, they uh, they <laughs> that they they saw what happened and they acted uh, promptly and uh, they're taking care of it appropriately so in order to keep folks safe. I mean, I guess not to to disagree with the optimism too much there, but I mean, are we are we counting on musical artists selling people out via their social media? <laughs> is, that, is that is that what they mean by the bubbles working? Is you know, if somebody does something wrong, we can count on some sort of musical artist being there and foolishly <laughs> posting about it on their social media. I told you not to make me laugh like that. It I'm hurts. sorry. Stop it. I'm sorry, buddy. But, but uh, no. But I get the I get the overall point. I mean, there yeah. there, you know, there's going to be some consequences for actions because actions affect other people, and I I certainly understand the concept. And I make jokes about the the NBA being too tedious because I uh, I believe they are. But whatever, you know, whatever you got to do to to encourage people to. Uh, work together to pull this thing off. I, I'm certainly all for it. So you've come around. Uh, what do you gonna, mean? Uh, are you going to say you're sorry? Well, how have I come around? Because you are now saying that they're doing what's necessary to keep folks safe. No, I think it has nothing to do with safety. I haven't changed my opinion on that. I think it has everything to do with the message you're sending. But, I mean, I, I don't care because I'm going to be watching basketball on Thursday. So care. I'm willing to swallow the tripe as long as I get uh, uh, actual gameplay Thursday, starting with the Utah Jazz at 4.30. See, I don't consider it tripe. I think it's uh, doing the right thing. And if you have to be overly cautious to, to uh, ensure to the best of your ability – that uh, the games can happen uh, in a safe environment, and then I'm all for it. I'm not all hung up on doubles ping pong. And, and you know, both you and I have played our fair share of ping pong in our day. We have. And, and, uh, and I, I did not play that much doubles ping pong to begin with because I was more all about me playing ping pong against my opponent. I did play uh, doubles ping pong on occasion, but I never, I, I, not enough to allow this particular ruling by the NBA to bother me the way it seems to really have stuck in your crawl. Uh, I, do we need to relive this show from from three <laughs> weeks ago? You know, whatever the public, the the you you say tomato, I say virtue signaling to whip public support in your favor so you can actually pull it off. But whatever, because they're pulling it off. They're pulling it off starting Thursday, and I might be grumpy about a couple of things if I were a player, but whatever. They're going to get paid. The NBA is going to salvage as much revenue as they possibly can. We're going to, in theory, knock on wood, crown an NBA champion. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. But I'm going to make jokes about it. Whatever. just Just admit that they're doing the right thing. It's not that hard, Jake. Just sit down. Relax, take a deep breath. Are you with me now? And say, I'm sorry the NBA was right. No, no, because what they're doing is 100% unnecessary. But that's that's fine. It's fine because they're doing it. They're doing it. it. You can't come off I am not going to say that uh, playing doubles ping pong in the bubble is putting a life's at risk. I am not going to come that far with you. But I will say they're doing it. They're pulling it off, Gordon. 
Terrific. Terrific. All right. So you agree with them. Bottom line, you're all right with it. It's just that you're not going to apologize. I find parts of it ridiculous, but it doesn't matter because it is happening. And, by the way, Because it is happening, then you have to give the NBA credit for doing it the right way. Well, I don't have to do anything, sir. That, you know, but, the, but NBA, they are the, NBA, the NBA and some rappers out there that want to share some information. The NBA rapper security <laughs> team keeping everybody honest. Yeah. I, no, but I'll, I'll say this, though. Um, you know, if, if you listen to folks who are talking to folks uh, down there in the bubble, player buy-in appears to be high. Or at least that's the message, the, the propaganda that they want to get out there. But I'd, I'd like to believe that, that the, the buy-in to everything seems to, be, seems to be pretty good. So that's a Just good thing. Just because a guy was hungry and he wanted a good meal and it was his favorite place to eat, you know. I mean, he, he got lost momentarily, but uh, it was not uh, intended to be anything evil. Would, uh, Austin brings up a good point. Uh, would would Lisa buy that explanation from you? <laughs> oh, oh, that hurts! Stop it, Gordon. Uh, where have you, what is this? What is this receipt here on the credit card bill? <laughs> oh, I was just lost, and then I uh, this this wonderful smell of of uh, chicken and uh, tangy sauce hit my nostrils. Uh, and am I, just... I not allowed to eat? <laughs> you, just, as my I, wife, I, don't want me to eat. And when he <laughs> when he got back to the bubble, there happened to be maybe some uh, some glitter <laughs> hanging around. I uh, have a I have a really I have a really funny story about that actually, or, or, or something or something <laughs> extremely similar. Uh, a, a few friends, a few friends and I, and let's just say that there were as many girls as boys, so it was a co-ed group. We were mm-hmm. deciding where to go on like a Friday or Saturday night, mm-hmm. and somebody said, oh, I've heard this place is fun. So we decided to go to this this one place, <laughs> and actually you know what it is, Gordon, after a, a rebranding effort. But let me just say that we got there. We got to the front door. At this time, there it's the membership times, you know, so they, they uh, you know, we get a membership or whatever. And we walk in. And it had changed, and we found out later, in, in two weeks' time, it was definitely a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No so, way. As it was a in, Burger King, and two uh, weeks later, it was, <laughs> it was one type of bar. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even remember. Like a sports bar type of place. And I guess they uh, decided oh, to rebrand yeah. into a... Awesome. A strip club. So it was McDonald's play place. And we did not know. <laughs> they didn't even have to take down the play place. We did right? not know until, we, and maybe we should have, but we did not know until we got through the front door. No, like this was not the type of crowd that we go to a place like that with. That, that. Jake, Jake, thinks, Jake thinks he's going into Burger King and he'd order up a couple uh, double whoppers or something. You know? <laughs> oh, he ordered up double you whoppers. Guys, you guys could, uh, I am 100% telling the truth. We walked in there, we say, Wow, this is not what we expected. Now, and there was I thought no this end. was an owl reserve. I, Hooters, I don't. And I won't get into the other story, although I, I probably could, but I won't. But that's not the the last time in my life that that happened to me. Not shocking. Well, you're not paying attention as you're going into these places. Okay, I have a feeling. we went to a small 
town in Wyoming when we were river rafting, <laughs> a group of friends and I. It was a small town, and when we first got there, it was dinner time on a weekday. All right? And it was a fine, like... Like dinner and uh, drinks kind of establishment, you know, pool tables, uh, karaoke stage, mountain hey, theme, etc. What, what he what he means to be saying here is the outside of it looked like a warehouse. No, 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 not a warehouse. Like a <laughs> like like small town bar, like saloon kind of look, like wood okay. kind of look to it, right? All right. Whatever you say. So then we go rafting. And come the weekend, it was like a Saturday night, we go back to this town and we thought, hey, we had a good time at that karaoke place. And so we go into the same building, same door, same everything. Bam, it's a strip club. Apparently, this place turns into that on weekend nights. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. Never mind, Jake had we coupons. No, we had no idea. So that's actually happened to me twice in my life. Here's the thing, though. When when you walk into an establishment, regardless of what's going on at whatever day of the week it is, if the the name on the building is Kitties, you might want to stop and think. I can't remember what you think all the firemen poles were for. No, no. And and it's crazy how much they changed the inside from like a Wednesday night to a Saturday night because it didn't look, the lighting was certainly different. They were walls on Wednesday and on Saturday was mirrors everywhere. They had put up some extra walls and mirrors. I want to. I want to no, see I, what I, No, I'm not, not kidding. This is not no, possible. I, I left, if for no other reason, to check the building and go, <laughs> is this the same place? I'm not kidding. I walked back out. I was like, is this, this, is this the same place we were? <laughs> like the like, Seinfeld episode. I, it was something else. Oh, I, I'm waiting for this to happen to Jake when he's taking his mom and dad out to dinner. <laughs> oh, that, I'm so glad my parents weren't with me because that could have happened. This place went from uh, kind of fun, I'm going to get some wings and sing some karaoke, to, <laughs> to, to not that, to not that, just based you, on the night of the week. Do you remember the name of the establishment? No, I don't. I, maybe if I did some digging, asked my friends. It went might, from family night to remember. bachelor night? But yeah, the name was not, the name was not a, a good tip-off. Let me put it that way. Oh, my god. So that's... That's an interesting way how to start we, the show. Thank yeah, you, how Lou did we Williams. Get there? Yeah, Lou Williams, that's right. Uh, should we get to the Jazz? Should we talk about the scrimmage last night, Gordon? Uh, you said you had some thoughts. Let's let's get to the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Donovan behind the back pass to Moody. Bounces to Clarkson. He fires it up and hits the three. Jazz took 40 of their 81 shots as threes the other night. Tonight they have taken 10 of their last 18. So over the last two games, the Utah Jazz have taken 50 of their last 99 shots, or three-point shots. Driving the basket is Joe Ayers, and Rudy Gobert blocks it. Picked up by O'Neal. On the run, Donovan passes it to O'Neal, tries to go down to Gobert and turns it over. Loose ball back. Donovan picks it up. Rudy collects it. Rudy lays it up and in, and he's fouled. Donovan drives. Step back three. Left side. Nails it. It was a tough one, too. A Mountain America three-point shot for the Jazz. 46-35. Jazz lead it. 
Jazz continue to take over 50% of their shots as threes as they did in game two. Mike Conley right side three is good. Perfect swish for the left-hander out of Columbus, Ohio. And it's 69. Six of nine for Conley today. He's got 15 points to tie Gobert for the team lead. Donovan's got 15, 14, and the Jazz have scored 60 and lead by 13. 112 to 107 ended up being the final. Uh, the Jazz beat the Brooklyn Nets. In their final scrimmage, Gordon getting ready for the Thursday opening night, opening game of the resumed NBA season. 4.30 start against the uh, Pelicans right here on the Zone Sports Network. So uh, make sure and tune in for that. But Gordon, uh, curious to get your observations from what you saw last night during the scrimmage. Well, the first observation is as I'm watching these scrimmages, it's not exactly playoff intensity. No, no, it's not. It, well, it's not it, the playoffs, it, so. Well, it doesn't <laughs> count. I, I, I understand that. But so that everything is kind of just sort of, okay, keep that in mind. But the Jazz look very comfortable offensively, uh, especially some of their key players. Rudy Gobert, again, effective, although he had a couple of soft attempts near the rim early on in that scrimmage. But. Uh, overall, very uh, very comfortable. You, Mike Conley, as you heard there on the call, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it, it got to the point where uh, in that second uh, half, uh, Quinn Snyder said, "Okay, fellas, go 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 take a seat. I've seen enough. I, I know what you guys are capable of doing." Joe Ingles uh, looking aggressive early on and taking some shots that he had hesitated a little bit to take earlier. Yeah, I thought the Jazz looked pretty good on offense. On defense, it's hard to tell, though, against that particular Nets team. I mean, what what are we looking at there, really, Jake? Yeah. Well, I mean, a depleted team before this thing even started. I mean, they're just the, – the Nets are just going to try and limp to the end, <laughs> whatever that may be, because they just don't have uh, don't have the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have two thoughts, Gordon. I have a, kind of a, a negative thought, which I'll I'll go uh, uh, I'll go first with because I don't want to dwell on it because I think the positives outweigh it. But here's here's the negative thought for a second: uh, the the issue of when the bench is playing, mm-hmm. they're going to have issues that they have all year long when the bench unit and Jordan Clarkson helps some of this. But not only is that still an issue, but of course with no Bogdanovich, that ripples downward, right? And last night we saw when some of those bench units came onto the floor, it was not yes. pretty. It was so that's that's going to continue to be an issue, maybe even more so. Uh, but on the positive side, and I heard Locke talking about this earlier today, and I think he's right on the money. This is a totally different offense. Then they really ran all year long. I mean, they're just hoisting threes, Gordon. I mean, they're going to be a live or die by the three type of team, which is is for this makeup of this roster is the way that they have to go. And then you heard Locke talk about this too, the way that Conley and Mitchell are running the pick and roll with Rudy. They're being more patient and letting yes. Rudy get in front of them. And that that creates the Austin and I were talking about this before the show that creates the triple option effect right where if Rudy gets in front of you Donovan's a little bit patient then the other the defender has to pick am I going to get let Rudy get a dunk or am I going to guard Donovan Mitchell and it makes it much more effective play so they they've really changed dramatically what their offensive game plan is going to be because for reasons we talked about yesterday, they're going to have to outscore some teams because they're little. They're little, and they're going to get pushed around a little bit. So they're going to have to make a bunch of shots. And and if they're going to let Rudy dunk on them, 
which I think teams are still going to try and take away. But if they're going to let it happen, Mitchell and Conley are going to get him the ball. Yeah, and and if they don't, then that will free those guys up to do some things they otherwise couldn't do. Right. So it looks to me as I watch what they're doing, Quinn is letting this free flow happen, and uh, I, I think the players like it. I, I think it's like I don't want to call it pickup basketball. It's more, it's 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 not that simple. But the guys on the floor seem like they are free to do some of the things that you didn't see them do previously. I uh, think I'm reading too much into that. No, uh, it's I, I, the, the the word that comes to my mind, Gordon. Adaptable. He's uh, Coach Snyder's adapting. Uh, you know the best philosophy for this roster. I mean, in in a perfect world, Gordon, it would would Quinn Snyder want to see you know. 18 passes to a wide open set shot corner three (laughs) or a dunk right on top of the rim. That's, you know, ideally what Quinn Snyder would want. But that's not going to fit this particular roster because, in fact, um, when Quinn Snyder said the other day that uh, he wants to see more threes off the dribble, I about I I had to take a step back like, whoa, that doesn't sound like Quinn Snyder. But uh, he's adapting uh, to to what he's got. And I think it's smart. Uh, It's smart. It's smart for. Many of the players on the team, but especially for Mike Conley, I think. And I, I have to hand it to Donovan Mitchell, as you mentioned. He's looking for Rudy Gobert. He seems to be I – don't, I don't know whether this is an answer to the questions about how these two will fit on the floor together. Are they, are they friendly? Are they, how do they feel about one another? Will they facilitate one another? And it sure seems like that's uh, in the forefront of Donovan Mitchell's mind. And I think for good reason. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? And it's worked nicely. And if it doesn't work, if it doesn't, what I mean to say is if Rudy is not in a good position to receive a pass, then Donovan can do his thing. And he sure looked comfortable doing that. The trick is going to be when the other team game plans against it. Because right now in these scrimmages, you know, you're not going in with defined game plans to take away the other team's strengths, right? You're kind of more of a... A general game plan trying to, to fix what uh, what you do. So as we see more teams specifically game plan to take Rudy away, what happens from there? And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Mike Conley's done a, a really good job when they go under those screens of pulling up and, and nailing those shots. So that's a yeah. big deal. So, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see when teams, especially when the playoffs come, when teams really focus in on taking that away, how do the Jazz adapt to it then? Um do you think what percentage what percentage of opponents do you think can cover everybody? That's sort of what happened to the Jazz against the Rockets in the playoffs last year. Uh, they 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 had difficulty overcoming that, but I don't know how many teams would be really effective in in accomplishing that against the Jazz. As you mentioned, if they're going to jam Rudy down low, well, that does that leave somebody else open? Well, it will, and that somebody else's name is Royce O'Neal because he so far this year has been the guy that uh, teams choose not to guard Uh, he needs to be more aggressive shooting the ball he needs to have some confidence you know he needs to take more shots than he's been taking because he's gonna he's gonna get them the the difference between what you just described this year and what we saw a year ago is that there were three or four guys that were being left open true true yeah mr rubio was left open jay crowder was left open and uh, and and Donovan and, Mitchell couldn't see, uh, couldn't was uh, well. And Derek Favors was left him. open. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I I think you're right on the money. But those guys have got to make shots. And and it, you know, Crowder is a great example. When he made shots, 
The yeah. Jazz were really good last year, but he was just streaky. <laughs> and I think that's going to be the case against this time with the three-pointers that the Jazz are, are encouraging uh, the, uh, the, the, the players to take. Uh, go ahead and fire those open looks up. You know, I mean, if, if you don't, if you're open and you have a good look, why not take the shot as opposed to employing five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten passes whereby you might cough the ball up with a, with a, a turnover that didn't even have to happen. I understand the beauty of the passing game, and I, it's it's fun to watch when it works, but you do create more opportunities to goof it up somehow that way. Yeah, I mean, it just might not play into the strength of this team. It just the the, the blender concept. Uh, we'll still see it. Don't get me wrong, but that concept may not be what best suits this group of players. I think that's definitely true. Uh, it seems weird because we're saying that uh, this is the case, as though it's way over on the one side versus way over on the other side. Because obviously, you can you can create some things and still do it the way the Jazz are aiming to do it now. Uh, it's not like one guy out there dribbling around all over. So it's not James Harden out there. You know, I mean, they're still looking. They still got their, their eyes out looking for, for their teammates and whatnot. But there's nothing wrong with Mike Conley creating for himself or creating for a teammate. Uh, go ahead and dribble the ball a little bit. It's all right. Well, we'll see. It looked uh, it looked really good at times last night, there's no doubt. All right, we'll get into more coming up next. Stay tuned. Don't forget Mannix at 3, Bowler at 4, Jazz availability sometime after 4.30. But joining us now, of course, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We are doing great. So glad that you're here because a lot of our, our listeners out there probably uh, need to hear what you have to say. Yes, uh, Wasatch Medical has been now, we're, we've been here about three years, and we have seen a lot of guys struggling with the one thing guys do not want to struggle with, that is erectile dysfunction. Um, there may have been, in our opinion, uh, you know, there's been a misdiagnosis of erectile dysfunction. We've been medicating it as a society for 30 years. Maybe we've thought it's a hormone issue or it needs surgery. And in 2011, the FDA cleared a technology that is really interesting. It's called acoustic wave therapy, and we use the most advanced form, clinically shown to clear out the plaque in blood vessels and to regrow blood vessels. And in fact, it's used on multiple parts of the body. Somewhere along the line over the last few years, uh, someone determined that this could be used for erectile dysfunction, and that's exactly what we're doing. Clinical studies show that it opens up blood vessels, it regrows, and it increases blood flow by a significant amount. And what that means is we can eliminate ED, we can do it without any medication for the first time without any medication, and that means no more of the nasty side effects. Yeah, those side effects, Andrew, uh, you talk about them, it's amazing that guys have put up with those, uh, those side effects for as long as they do. Yeah, almost everybody taking the pill for ED gets the headaches. Almost every single person, the flushed out feeling. And then they have to take more and more of it to get the same results. So the side effects get worse. And they say over and over, I just want things to work in the bedroom like they used to. That's what our treatments can achieve. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get in, see the doctor for free, right, Andrew? Yeah, we know it's difficult times out there, and we know that you have a lot of questions about your health, 
especially with this part of the body. So uh, we do the initial consultation for free. This is with a medical doctor, by the way. It will include a blood flow ultrasound. Um, Really cool. I think every guy should have his blood flow tested. That will be free, plus little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom just for making the trip. So if you're out there listening, put a stop to your ED finally. Call us and claim that offer. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. That's our buddy Andrew. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. show band of the day today it's a total request tuesday your go-to karaoke songs at austin horton at jig scott zone it's brought to you by live nation concerts buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. see the reason we're doing that is because you don't want to take your mom to a strip club the way jake did once i did not take not my mom <laughs> my mom was not involved in this but you did think it and was a karaoke bar i did think it was a karaoke because it was on thursday right but just not on saturday <laughs> it had a different theme <laughs> and on, had you accidentally saturday. taken your mother along it, it could have happened that's all i said because we had no clue when we went in this play so i want to hear so your, what, your, your what, karaoke what, songs what, once you were in there uh what did you do once you were there Oh, some of us left because well, some here. of us were hungry, but I would lie if I had said that we didn't leave behind a couple of stragglers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like George so Washington? You, or So when you, you found out it was a strip club, you got up and left? Some of us did, yeah. So, well, I mean, wait a minute. Where did you go? Where did those of you who left? I'm not going to pin you down as to which group you were in. No, I went to find food. We were hungry. How long was it until Kevin Graham joined you at the next place? (laughs) The whole idea was to get something to eat because we had eaten there not like two days earlier. And when you went the first time, it was like a steak place. Uh, more like a more like a wings and fries kind of place, but uh, you know what? You probably could have gotten a steak there. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it was a it's small town Wyoming bar. I don't know what to tell but, you. Could could you have not gotten something to eat there? We could have, but I I didn't feel like eating under the black light. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, that's what separates you from a great NBA player, Jake. You just <laughs> don't have what it takes. Fine with eating under the black light. I got it. Yeah, no. We found well, a different, maybe, maybe different the, spot. Maybe maybe the place where Jake went weren't the, the best wings he had ever had, no. uh, according <laughs> to what Johnny Manziel <laughs> said, right? No, the food wasn't good enough the first time to, to, to stick around and eat under the black light. But, but again, there was a couple of members of our group that elected to stay behind. Now, when you went in that place, do you have to drop some cash to get in? No, we just walked in uh-huh. and thought, is this okay. the same place? Is this the same building? And then walked out <laughs> to, to confirm that it was indeed the same building. Uh, how long did you, did you linger before you left? Uh, you know, it didn't have a stopwatch, Gordon. I'm not sure. <laughs> couple songs, maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. 
uh, Halloween. Now, where, where in there. Wyoming, whereabouts, what part of the state are we talking about? Up here? by I Jackson Hole. I can't remember the uh, name of the. Are you I, asking for a friend? Yeah, right. Or? Are you going to go up there? Trust me, this <laughs> no. wasn't worth the the. I just wondered if you had any time sheep in the car. Or goats wandering through there, you know. I, 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 I did not see any livestock. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. Such an uh, such an awkward uh, uh, an awkward spot, uh, Gordon. The well, big. Well, I mean, I've got, you're the first person I've ever met who has accidentally traipsed into a strip club twice, twice. <laughs> it's and not twice. known that's where you were. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know. I I honestly, it's happened to me twice. You're just not paying attention, huh? And there was one time. That we were absolutely convinced one place was a strip club, and it turned out to be a steak restaurant. Hmm. All right, that's a true so, story as well. All right, I just you asked the question earlier about uh, if you if any of our wives would believe uh, believe us when we said we went to a place because the food was so good. Uh huh. That's how we started on that. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, how, how do you think Naz would react to that, Jake? And uh, how do you think she would have reacted had you hauled her into this uh, small-town uh, establishment? She would have been fine. She wouldn't care. As long as the food's good? No, she, was, she wouldn't care regardless of my motivation. Hmm. What do you mean, huh? No, I just... I, I'm, I'm a, a red-blooded American male. I can make my own decisions. <laughs> All right, good. All right, uh, the big story nationally today, Gordon, a little update on it, as uh, Major League Baseball has postponed all of Miami Marlins games through Sunday after the team's recent coronavirus outbreak, which I believe the total now is up to 17 uh, players and coaches for the Miami Mar- Marlins that have tested positive for COVID-19. And now uh, Major League Baseball is is really figuring out what they're going to do. Um the Phillies it, are shutting down, too. Right? They are. Uh, and now the timing kind of with the scheduling is off. Uh, the good news in this situation, though, Gordon, is Major League Baseball did not um, uh, have a positive coronavirus test across the rest of the league. And I'll say thus far, I believe the early return so far on the Phillies is all are negative, but I'm not sure if all the tests are in. Uh, there quite yet, but it would appear that this has been isolated thus far to the Miami Marlins, and if there is good news in this situation, I think it's that. Mm-hmm. All right, it's just going to be an ongoing story as uh, these sports leagues attempt to restart, and as we've talked about over and over again, the NBA seems to have the best scenario, the best protection in place to keep uh, keep things uh, the way they want them to be. And but I think we're going. This is going to happen again in baseball, and uh, I don't think it's isolated. I wonder. That's just and a guess on my part. I, I wonder. It would be interesting to know how this spread in this particular instance. I don't know if the media will find that out, but hopefully they're sharing these this sorts of information with relevant people within the league. And you know, Locke brought up earlier today, even other leagues as they uh, try to pull off seasons in various capacities, you know, exactly what happened. I, I think it's it's telling that the rest of Major League Baseball right now is is COVID-free except for Florida, and you figure out what behavior led to that outbreak. 
And we'll, we may see what, major. Wasn't, what's that, sorry? Wasn't there, wasn't, wasn't there a team in that locker room prior to or something that somebody had had uh, contracted the, the uh, virus? I, I, I'm sorry if I'm uh, misinforming well, anyone it was, on that. I think what you were talking about is that's why the Phillies and the or excuse the, the Yankees didn't travel to Philadelphia because Mar- the Marlins had okay. been in Philly. Right. Yeah. All right. That's right. Okay. I don't think we know the source of of the outbreak, but I would hope that Florida uh, or Miami, I guess, not the Florida Marlins anymore. I hope the Marlins are looking into it and can you know talk about hey this didn't work for us or or whatever. And Austin and I were debating or or discussing before the show some outlandish scenarios about how uh, this outbreak happened. But you know likely it's it's somebody got it somewhere and then they had a team dinner or maybe closer contact than than was appropriate or whatever or or it could have been on the bus, it could have been a number of different places, but hopefully they can figure that out and figure out how to not let that happen again and share that information with the rest of the relevant parties so folks can or other teams franchises sports etc can protect themselves from that scenario okay so how do we transition that to something around these parts that people really care about and that's college football how are you going to keep college football players i want to say isolated but they won't be isolated but how do you keep them protected so as to not have this kind of spread uh, in that particular environment? You know, it's a challenge, Gordon. I don't know if there's a, there's a simple answer for college football. There's going to be more risk for sure because you can't compartmentalize it like you can uh, major pro sports. And we're seeing that to a variety of different degrees, whether it's Major League Baseball who's trying to do it in host city, you know, in, in cities, or to the extreme that the NBA is taking it in the bubble, that, you know, some of that stuff is not an option for, for college sports, which we've talked about a number of times, makes it more challenging. But I think you have to decide the amount of risk it's going to take to pull it off and then decide if that's if the decision makers are comfortable with that. Jake, I remember a long time ago you bringing up the scenario where there would be just enough activity on campus to uh, make it excusable to have football going on. And it seems like that's that might be the direction we're headed in yep. some of these Pac-12 schools where you might have a lab on campus or something like that. But uh, most of the classes are not taking place there. Well, if you're having labs on campus, then you can go ahead and have a team playing and practicing, right? I mean, that's the logic they're they're going to go with. Whether you agree with it or not, that's the loophole that uh, it appears like they're going to use. So so if you were a college football player then and you uh, were taking care of your classes online, doing uh, doing the appropriate things there, being as careful as possible, how would you respond to staying away from friends? How would you respond to staying, uh, doing things differently in order to protect not just yourself, but your team? Would you be willing to just hang with the team? The guys who are going to be tested uh, as regularly as possible and, and just leave it at that. Do you think you would have the discipline or the, even the desire to do that? Are you talking to 39-year-old me or 21-year-old me? <laughs> I'm talking to let's – go, let's go with 21. Not a chance. Really? Even, even if you knew your teammates are, were semi-at risk? Well, that sounds like their problem. 
<laughs> you forget who I was focused on when I was 21 uh-huh. years old, and it wasn't uh, anyone not named me. Uh, Gordon, I don't know. I mean, you, you think about uh, requirements college kids have for, I, again, college students, not kids, uh, have for you know maintaining a, a B average or whatever it is to be on the team or to keep your scholarship or, or right down to uh, you know remaining eligible. And I, I guess if it would uh, you know uh, mean that I could maintain my opportunity and my scholarship and those sorts of things, I would hope that I would uh, I would do the right thing. But I you know I made a lot of bad decisions when I was 21. So it's tough See, for me I, to, I, I, to I, speak for college students. And I, I joked about it, but I mean, who are we all focused on at that age in our lives? We're all focused on ourselves. We're not oh, focused you know, on the greater to, good. To some extent, but come on, you've got to keep in mind. All right, I'm going to climb up on my soapbox oh, here, all right? I'm climbing up. Don't you care about your teammates enough to make sure that you are going to discipline yourself, limit your exposure to people on the outside so that you can take care of your business on the inside. You can't just think about yourself. You have to think about your teammates, don't you? Because they're all trying to accomplish the same thing you are, which is why you're there in the first place. You're not getting paid much unless you're playing for certain SEC schools. So you're there to to have an opportunity, create an opportunity for you and for your teammates, not just as it pertains to the college game, but your future. And so why wouldn't that be in the forefront of your mind as you're going about these various things in these kind of perilous times right now? To to, to worry about your, your line mate, to worry about the guys you're going up against in practice every day, to worry about the guys you're lifting weights with. Don't worry about the guys you're sweating on and and banging hats with. Short answer, because Susie's perfume smelled nice. Boy, did it smell nice. A lot nicer Uh, than how my teammates smell, I'll tell you that. uh, But but here it is. Unless unless Susie is throwing on the pads and going out on that field, then stay away from her. unless, Unless you can find a way for her to be tested, I mean, there's got to be a way for you to limit that exposure. Here's the here's you the ch- take care of your guys. Here's the challenge. If we might step back into reality for just one second, <laughs> if you put a hundred, which is what a football team is, give or take, a hundred students aged eighteen to uh, thirty-five in BYU's case, baha, uh, nice. into a room, how many of those one hundred would agree with uh, what you just said right there, Gordon? Or, or or would maintain that sort of nun-like standard that you're laying out there? 40? 50? Do you think the co- how about your, are the coaches uh, t- talking to their players about that kind of thing? Well, I don't know if it would matter because how many coaches are there and how many players are there? So, so the, this, this is the difficult part, actually, Gordon, is because that standard that you're setting forth, noble may it be, is, is not going to happen with 100 college age young people and what happens if you're the the loose bearing out there and you go out and you bring it back to your team and next thing you know the whole offensive line is out well you stay quiet about your own story and then blame it on the next guy that tests positive (laughs) hey austin geez what have you been doing sir I went Man, to get some you, chicken wings. I, <laughs> you know, that, there, this there, is the yeah. challenge, though, Gordon. This is this is the hard part. 
I think it might be time for the rat line. Of course. Of course. All Safety right. Patrol Stay tuned. We'll get to more coming up next. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's time for a back-to-basketball update. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Back to basketball update brought to you by our friends at Zions Bank. The Jazz played their third and final scrimmage before resuming play on Thursday afternoon. They beat the Nets 112-107. to Here's Jazz assistant Mike Wells explaining why the Jazz took a ton of threes. Well, I think just by number one, by pace of play, I think Quinn emphasized since the return here in Orlando, you know, it's just such a unique deal being off five months is to allow these guys to play and play with pace and, and try to play fast. Um, um, get as many possessions as we can. Let's get the ball up. Uh, and that starts with defense. But, you know, as we transition to offense, playing fast and free and really trying to take that first open look. Zion Williamson expected to practice tomorrow for the New Orleans Pelicans. Williamson returned to Orlando Friday night after leaving the bubble for eight days because of family emergency. NBA protocol says that because the Pelicans star rookie returned negative COVID-19 tests daily while he was away, he must quarantine for just four days while he returns for more negative tests, meaning he's likely to play against the Jazz on Thursday afternoon as the NBA season resumes. That game will tip off at 4.30 pregame right here on the Zone Radio Network begins at 3.30. This back-to-basketball update brought to you by Zions Bank. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. You'll say We've got nothing in common all right, this one goes out to Jim on a total request Tuesday. Your go-to karaoke song. Simply tweet at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson as well. We've got Chris Mannix coming up right around the corner, but joining us now, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, do you have a go-to karaoke jam? Oh, let's see. Uh, Billy Joel something, I'm going to say. All right. Something from Billy Joel. We'll we'll dial that up a little later on in the show. Uh, but let's help some uh, listeners right now. Andrew, what about uh, some folks that might be out there dealing with erectile dysfunction? Well, there's a lot of guys that have ED. And uh, I read the other day, Jake, that something like 50% of men over 50 have ED. And I, I personally think it's a lot higher than that. It can wreak havoc on a relationship and damage a self-esteem and it's embarrassing of course and it's not just the man it's his significant other of course so uh at wasatch medical we are you know i really think that when we say breakthrough treatment it that is accurate acoustic wave therapy treats the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction it's blood flow blood flow blood flow we do that by repairing damaged blood vessels and as far as i know this is the only treatment that is clinically shown and I emphasize clinically because there's so many clinical studies now uh, to treat the root cause problem and do so without any medication. So we can eliminate the ED and do so without any pills and no side effects. Well, talk about those studies a little bit, Andrew. I know you guys are excited about uh, some of the science that's out there now. We are. And the science page at WasatchMedicalClinic.com is a great place 
for guys to go that are into the research and want to read in depth. Uh, but I'll just tell you briefly, the American Urological Association, they recently did a study of 600 men. Therapeutic Advances in Urology did one. Even Cambridge has done one now. And they have varying degrees of success rates, but they're all high. Uh, 87%, 92%, 78% of guys that had ED are taking the pills and got back to normal function in the bedroom. So the science is sound, and it really does work. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on that schedule, 801-901-8000. Get in, talk to the doctor, and get a little uh, something else for free as well, right? Yes, doctor's assessment is free to those that call now. The exam, a blood flow ultrasound, which, uh, you know, frankly, if you don't have any intention of doing the treatments, come in and get your blood flow tested. It's really cool. That's with a medical doctor. It will be free, plus a little special gift, totally free, uh, maybe recreational in a way, but I love it. It produces instant results in the bedroom. That is free as well. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Jake. Chris Mannix joins the show next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.